Hello everybody, this is Ethan and welcome back to another episode of Chitter Chat. This episode number 71 today, I will be giving my match review and opinions on uh, Everton 1, Manchester United 3. Very exciting match, quite a fiery match uh, as well actually. Uh, first of all, before I get into this, uh, today, uh, the day I'm recording this, Saturday the 7th of November, um... Joe Biden has been uh, elected, or has been projected, I should say, I suppose that's the correct terminology, as the president-elect of the United States of America. Basically, uh, Joe Biden uh, has uh, come through the 270 votes, uh, electoral college votes needed to win uh, the presidential race, and Joe Biden uh, has won. Now, I don't normally give my, you know, political opinions. I don't really talk about politics at all on this podcast. I never have, and I probably will never, I never will be, but just because this is just a historic moment, really, do you know what I mean? It is a historic moment, and, uh, you know, we're not going to see another presidential race in the United States of America, which is probably one of the biggest elections. That's probably the election that draws uh, most of the world's population in, um, we're not going to have another one for four years, so I just thought, considering I'm doing it on the day of the election, may as well, uh, just extend my, uh, congratulations to Joe Biden and, uh, Kamala Harris, of course, who's made history in herself as well, you know, uh, the first black woman to become vice president, um, you know, absolutely fantastic, the first woman, to become uh, vice president, I should say, as well. Um, so, I mean, it's fantastic. Um, and as I said, just wanted to extend my uh, congratulations to them both. Obviously, I know uh, Donald Trump will try and uh, overturn it um, with the uh, Supreme Court and whatever, but I think, realistically, now it's just, you know, he just has to accept that he, he, uh, he has lost, and, uh, you know, historic vote, like, you know, this is the, uh, the vote with, I believe it was said, the biggest turnout, as in the most people voted in any other election in history, beating Barack Obama's, uh, election race, uh, and yeah, um, Great news uh, to some. <laughs> uh, I was going to say great news to all of us, but it's great news to some, uh, not so great for uh, some others, <laughs> I guess you could say. Uh, but yeah, as I said, congratulations, Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. Hopefully they can uh, run America correctly, I would say, you know. Hopefully they can, uh, they can do some uh, good jobs. Anyway. This is why I don't talk about politics, because I just get way too into it, and I just get off track very easily. I mean, I spent the first three minutes talking about it, and anyway. We're going to get into the uh, reason you probably clicked on this episode, you know, actually to talk about Manchester United and Everton. So we'll get straight into it. Uh, as I said, obviously good victory for uh, my team, Man United. I, was, I wasn't predicting a lot. Uh, from United, the team I support, I wasn't, I wasn't predicting a lot of them. Obviously, they got beat by Arsenal. Um, got beaten by Istanbul midweek, which was not both of them weren't very good. So I wasn't expecting a lot from Everton because they performed very well in the league. Obviously, this season they've surprised uh, a lot of people. 
Um, and as I said, you know, quite quite a fiery, uh, fiery um, match. You know, we have, I believe it was six yellow cards. I mean, I'm only counting uh, five yellow cards uh, on the screen here, but uh, I heard on the commentary that was six. But anyway, quite a few yellow cards, obviously. Uh, bit of uh, not physical fighting, but a war of words, mostly uh, at a few times uh, in the match. Uh, Bruno Fernandes and Seamus Coleman, most notably not getting along, you know, or getting into tackles with each other a lot in this game. Uh, but it didn't boil over anyway. So, uh, Everton 1, United 3 at Goodson Park. Everton, obviously, scoring the uh, first goal. Uh, you know, putting United's defence to a bit of a shame there, I guess. You know, it shouldn't really be a goal that we should have conceded. Uh, 19th minute, uh, a strike from Bernard. It, it, the ball pretty much just rolled in, really. You know, he cut into... Yeah, he, he was on um, in the box looking like he was going to shoot around uh, Aaron Wambasaka or, you know, shoot into the right. But he uh, quite cleverly... Um, just rolled the ball through Aaron Rambasaka's left uh, legs, rather, and scored on the left side of the goal instead. Uh, good finish, very good finish uh, from Bernard, it has to be said, and from uh, Everton in uh, general, and they were 1-0 up. Wasn't surprised at all. I mean, obviously, wasn't happy about it, but I can't say I didn't expect it. Uh, then Luke Shaw comes up on the uh, left side of the box. A wonderful um, dink, I guess you could call it. It was a nice cross uh, over. Fernandez just cuts it. He just runs in between the two Efton uh, players and smashes the header in. Out. And I'm um, putting emphasis on the smashing there. It was a powerful header. Um, Jordan Pickford tried his best, but uh, that was the 25th rather minute header from Bruno Fernandez and put United level. So I was like, okay, looking decent here. Wasn't expecting United to score. Uh, was expecting a dreadful performance, but it wasn't a dreadful performance from United. You know, I wouldn't say it's dreadful. Um, I would say you know, solid performance. Um, and the thirty-second minute uh, rolled around um, with United scoring the second goal. But before that, uh, Luca Digne, um, Digne. Uh, <laughs> how do you pronounce it, Luca Digne? Anyway, that Everton player, I know how to pronounce it correctly, but for some reason I just can't right now. Um, he had basically come into the box, was running in at the left-hand side corner, and basically went for the glory himself. Uh, kind of a, not a tight angle, but from an angle. Uh, De Gea had his angles covered anyway, so I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, smashed it right against the, the post. Powerful uh, shot, maybe hoping to beat De Gea by power instead of accuracy. Uh, but it wasn't even on the goal target. It was... It was at the goal frame, I guess you could say. And I smashed it right off the post. And... Um, you can actually hear if you watch highlights back, because I always watch highlights back after the match, you know, especially if it's uh, a United win, I always like to watch them. Um, you can actually hear on the highlights with only, you know, 
due to only artificial crowd noise being there, not actual fans, you know, being really loud, um, due to uh, COVID, obviously, uh, you could actually hear Calvert-Lewin. If you actually watch the Highlights on Sky Sports, you can actually hear Calvert-Lewin at that moment when Dignier misses and doesn't square it or pass across the box to Calvert-Lewin, who would have a great chance to score and a better chance to score. You can actually hear Calvert-Lewin screaming, Luca, Luca, because um, obviously he's upset, you know, as you would be, you know, that your teammate has just gone for the glory and maybe even cost you the game. And then, as I said, at the 32nd minute, excuse me, I'm exhausted. Should not be um, recording at this time of night, but anyway. Um, Fernandez scoring at the 32nd minute. Um, he just uh, pretty much, it was a strange goal. Um, stood on kind of the left side corner of the, the box and lobbed it, uh, lob is the only word that I can think of, uh, lobbed the ball into the box, um, aiming for Marcus Rashford, Marcus Rashford jumps up, misses the head of Marcus Rashford, and hits off the post and goes in, now, everyone thought Marcus Rashford had that score, uh, scored it, like, it was gone to Marcus Rashford, until the replay came, uh, Marcus Rashford didn't actually touch the ball with his head at all, uh, and... Rashford may have claimed it, uh, because, I mean, t- to be honest, he, I, I say that while I'm laughing, but to be honest, Rashford could have genuinely thought he touched it, because it was, it, it was very close, but, uh, you could see just about that he didn't, um, touch it. The goal went on, uh, Fernandez's favour. And, um, hit off the balls and in. Now, you may be thinking... A simple lob that was meant to be a ball into the box goes in. How did the goalkeeper not save that? Now, you could be thinking that, and some football fans who didn't watch the match or the highlights could be thinking that. But what you have to understand is, um, well, John Pickford was confused, I guess, or because he, he was um, preparing for Marcus Rashford to get a touch in it. He wasn't prefer, uh, preparing for Marcus Rashford just to completely miss the ball, uh, you know. Pickford, you can see, you know, he watches the ball come uh, as it comes into the box, sees Marcus Rashford jumping, so he's standing his ground, he's like, okay, I'm here, ready, standing right in front of Marcus, I'm ready for the ball, uh, if he heads it, he doesn't because he misses it, uh, you can see by Pickford's arms, Pickford's arms are moving all about because he's just really confused with what's just happened, and uh, the ball misses Marcus, goes past Marcus, goes past uh, Pickford, hits off the post, rolls across the line, so that is two on to Manchester United, uh, Bruno Fernandes with another goal. Then, later in the match, um, in the second half, I believe... It was a penalty appeal for Harry Maguire. Um, yeah, for Harry Maguire. And I, I'm just a bit... Uh, bit confuzzled as the because there was two penalty incidents involving Maguire surprise surprise uh anyway get on to it Maguire had basically two penalty kind of decisions um on either side of the pitch so basically what has happened is that uh there's shot from United uh Pickford goes up grabs the ball 
Pickford spills it, so Maguire obviously is there, he collects it, uh, hits off Maguire's knee, so it's kind of up in the air, then Pickford obviously going for the ball, kicks Maguire in his leg, and obviously the other uh, uh, the other Everton uh, player there beside Maguire kicks him also, and uh, Maguire has gone down. How that wasn't a penalty and how VIR didn't overturn that, I will never know because, like, you could make it, like, I do understand it was kind of a 50-50 because, you you know, Maguire didn't obviously do it on purpose. But at the end of the day, he has kicked a player, whether, you know, on purpose or not. He has kicked a player, so... For me, it was a penalty, but I can understand where other people are coming from with it's not a penalty. Then Maguire, at the other end, nearly had a penalty against him because he has tackled Luca Digne. So what's happened is uh, the ball has obviously come in, Luca Digne. Um, Calvert-Lewin has, I believe, put the ball through to Lucas Digne. Uh, Maguire, obviously, doing his job as a defender, slide tackling him, uh, and the ball goes out. Um... Now, loads of people were screaming for a penalty. I don't exactly know why, because Maguire touched the ball. Maguire did get the ball, so I don't understand. Don't get me wrong; it was it was um, it was a hard challenge. It was a very rough challenge. I do agree, uh, but I do agree with the decision that it shouldn't have been a penalty. And it's standard like that. It wasn't called as a penalty. And after a review, it wasn't a penalty. And it's it wasn't a penalty in my eyes at all. Because in my eyes, if you get the ball from the front, like, you know, if you're tackling from behind, obviously, that's uh, that's normally an automatic penalty. But you don't normally touch the ball anyway. But if you're standing from the side, which you're supposed to do, and you touch the ball, you get the ball, you win the ball, which you're supposed to do as a defender. It's a defender's job to defend and make tackles to get the ball, then it's not a penalty, in most cases, in most cases, uh, unless some other incident in the tackle has happened, but in my eyes, Maguire got the ball fairly, it was a very rough challenge, a very ruthless challenge, I do agree, but then again, Maguire, he got the ball, he got the ball, that's the argument I'm making, he, you know, quite simply, he got the ball, and... Shouldn't have been a panther. That's all I have to say on it, really. Um, and the game carried on at 2-1. Um, then the penalty wasn't... I don't actually know if the penalty went for review in the end because what the what they actually found out was that uh, the reason, the main reason the penalty wasn't given, it must have not got a review because the main reason the penalty wasn't given initially anyway, is because Dominic Calvert-Lewin, when he played the pass, actually was offside, so it wouldn't have counted anyway, it was kind of like Jordan Pickford's incident with Virgil van Dijk, because Virgil van Dijk is out with injury now, uh, for Liverpool in the Merseyside, in the Merseyside derby, uh, it was a very, very, very bad challenge on, um, van Dijk from Pickford, uh, but it wasn't given, uh, I, don't, I don't believe Pickford was booked just because of an uh, of an offside, so the play had stopped when Pickford made that uh, bad challenge. But anyway, the game carried on. It was kind of a, an intense 15-20 minutes because obviously of, of the last 
of the second half, uh, because obviously, you know, you know, I'd only won winning two one one goal in it. I wasn't actually too worried. Normally, when it's coming down to like the final minutes, you know, I'm like very worried. I'm like, oh no, you know, they might score obviously an equalizer. I wasn't too worried. I don't know why. Um, but anyway, uh. Then United got a third goal, pretty much last kick of the game. Uh, hit on the counter-attack well. Bruno Fernandes and Cavani versus two Everton defenders. Really nice play uh, from Bruno, because what I liked about it, he had the ball and he kind of moved to the right ever so slightly, kind of drawing the defenders into him, thinking he's going to shoot. So obviously the defenders are drawing closer together to block his possible shot. But what they don't realise is that Cavani is making a run on the left, Bruno sees that very unselfishly, because remember, Bruno's on a hat-trick here, very unselfishly, um, just lays off the ball to Cavani, loads of space, loads of time, Cavani puts it on the inside of Jordan Pickford, and he is off the mark for Man United, he scores for Man United, he scores his first goal in red for Manchester United, and it certainly will not be the last. So, as we always do on these match reviews, we'll go through the lineups thanks to a foot mob, um... According to Footmob, I should say. Uh, for Everton, we have Everton average of 6.3. Jordan Pickford with a really shocking and bad 4.4 rating. Uh, Seamus Coleman, the captain, with a 6.5. Michael Keane, 5.5. Mason Holgate, uh, who was booked, a 6.5. Lucas Digne, 6.1. Uh, Ab... Abdullaye Decore, uh, who was also booked at 6.7. Allen, who was also booked at 6.9. Gofi Sigerson, who won off at the 66th minute with a uh, 6.0. Bernard, uh, the goal scorer for Everton, get to 7.9. Dominic Alvett Loom with 6.6. And Hans Rodriguez, who went off in the 80th minute uh, with a 6.5. Everton's substitutions Alex Arobi, who came up the 66th minute, 6.3. And Kenk Tosun, who came up the 80th minute, he was also booked with a 5.8. United have an average rating of a 6.9. Um, David Haye getting a 5.7. Aaron uh, Wambasak with a 6.7. Victor Lindelof with a 6.5. Harry Maguire, the captain for United, obviously, with a 7.0. Luke Shaw uh, coming off at the 67th minute with a 7.5. Fred, who's booked to 6.6. McTominay, 7.2. Juan Matu went off the 82nd minute at 6.1. Bruno Fernandes, a 9.1 man of the match, who obviously scored his two goals and an assist, who was also booked. Rashford, 7.9. Anthony Marshall. 5.9 and obviously you know you can see the lineup uh obviously the substitutes as well going off the six seventh minute actual terms of his 6.0 pop up coming at the eight second nelson cavani another goal scorer who came on the eight second at no ratings respectively so as i was just going to say the lineup you could see the lineup wasn't exactly the best. Obviously, I have nothing against Fred McTominay Matter. Yeah, I think they are solid players. But Donny van der Beek not starting again. People weren't happy. Um, it's going to be really interesting with Alex Tellers. Obviously, he's back from isolation as he tested positive for COVID-19. He is back now. He was on the bench today, actually. Luke Shaw has been performing very well for United. Obviously, getting an assist today. It's going to be interesting to see where Oli can find Tellers because, in my opinion, you can't keep uh, a player as quality as Alex Tellers just on the bench, um, especially because he's a defensive player. I don't know what's going to happen if Tellers is just going to be 
in fluke shot anyway, or Ollie is going to try and find a way to play them with each other. Not entirely sure. Uh, obviously, Donny van der Beek not starting again, you know. I'd rather Donny start over Fred McTominay or Matter. As I said, quality players. I think they're great guys, but obviously, Donny van der Beek is a quality player. I just think he, uh, he should have really started. Uh, a lot, a lot. Uh, nearly every United fan was not happy about that, including myself. Uh, but pulled off the result today. Great result today for United. With Anthony Martial as well, some people complaining about him. Uh, he didn't perform well in this game, and he hasn't been performing well since the start of the season, it has to be said. But I think with Anthony Martial, I think it's just... He's kind of in a slump at the moment, you know, he's not, he's just not performing very well. But once Martial gets a few goals under his belts and once he gets his confidence back, he will be back to his old self. I just think, like, it's not a case of, oh, Martial's declining, oh, he's, he's, he's over, he shouldn't start. It's just that I think he's, he, he's, he was on a slump uh, for a bit, possibly, just in terms of goals and just he hasn't been playing to his best ability. And I think he knows that himself. Um... But I'm sure once he gets his confidence back, it will be all okay. Uh, I will be leaving that episode there for now. 21 minutes, didn't realise it was that long. These match reviews always seem shorter, but anyway. Um, thank you very much for listening, as always. I hope you have a great evening, great night, great morning, great afternoon, great day. Or wherever you are in the world listening to this episode of Chitter Chatter. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Keep safe as always and goodbye.